Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Big Dick Energy Podcast. I'm Chandra. And I'm Daisy. And you're listening to episode number two. Numero dos. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Okay. (laughs) So, um, we just wanted to thank everyone for listening to episode one. We really, really appreciate feedback we got a few people messaging me about the kind of dogs that they like well men um the moldy bread theory yeah we got some really good responses hey definitely i had a lot of people resonate with the moldy bread theory like and nobody had ever realized Mm. like the whole moldy bread past relationship trauma kind of thing so it's really nice to hear and that know that like we're all not alone because there are so many people that go through the same we stuff. got you girl we got you yeah we got you <laughs> um <laughs> also an apology for there was a slight delay in episode one we are how do you put it technologically challenged absolutely <laughs> um so we thought we'd release the podcast then we thought we didn't then it turns out it had been released but we're here now we're rocking, we're rolling, and we know what we're doing, kind of. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. We definitely had a few glitches and just, we're just dumb as fuck, really. But we figured it out. We're good now. And this will be up on time. We promise. We promise. You're listening to it on time. <laughs> um, so we thought this episode we'd start with our cheap and nasty of the week. Yes, cheap and nasty because we have quite a few topics that are best spoken about over a glass of wine. And to this week, we've gone for the red variety. Uh, the This is a wine from the Dipotoli Winemakers. It's a Sacred Hill Cabernet Merlot 2019. So, Chandra, would you like to do, do the honours and pour us ASMR, my favourite bar? ASMR. <laughs> um, oh. So, this comes in at a whopping $6. Um Oh, that's the best sound, can mm. I just say? Best. The cracking of a, of a wine bottle. <laughs> she spilt the wine. On the microphone. We haven't even had a sip yet, Dre. Oh, that's fine. Here goes all. Okay. My turn. All right. So, yeah, Cabernet Sauvignon Blanc Merlot. Straight into it. Straight yeah. into the Venos. Cheers, gal. Cheers. Mmm. <laughs> Mm, oh no, no. I like it. <laughs> Chandra, you I swear you're gonna like every single thing that we drink. First of all, I'm gonna say I'm not a Merlot girl. Never will be, never have been. And to me that just tasted like just sour sultanas. Oh, okay. I think it's really it gives you okay, I like love a durry every now and again. And I feel like it gives me a little bit of a tobacco aftertaste, so maybe that's why. You're yeah, you're definitely for it. Yeah, like I feel like I've woken up after a big night out after finishing three packs of durries and there's an after feeling, so I like it. The one thing I will say after having that first sip is I already feel a little bit drunk. And I think it's the cheapness coming into play here because I think half a glass of this and I'll be on the floor. Yeah, no, so... It's giving me a really warm, fuzzy feeling. So I definitely like that bit about it. I feel like it would be really good in like a sangria. Yes. Yes. Oh, if we don't drink the rest of the bottle, we'll just turn it into sangria. Perfect. Love that. Love that. What are you giving it out of 10? (sighs) Um, Look, it's not the best red I've obviously tried. However, I don't mind it. I'm going to give it a six. Okay, not bad, not bad. Uh, I'm going to have to do the Simon Cowell and 
go for a four. It's a four from me today. Okay, okay. I'm being a harsh critic. I'm the Porsche of the group for sure. <laughs> you go, girlfriend! Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, um, we will obviously post a photo of it um, the day we post the podcast. So you can have a look and try it. I think Dibotoli is a really, really popular, cheap wine brand. Yeah, so. I've actually been recommended to try their sparkling. So we mm. might have to try that one. Maybe Nick week. But oh it does say on the back here, served with pasta, veal, pork or lamb. So you know, goes I just had a lamb burrito. Oh well that's why you're liking it. Yeah, maybe it's me taste buds. Taste bud style. Okay, mm. well we thought let's just go jump straight into our first topic of the day. Chandra, yes. what are we going to talk about? So I was thinking maybe we can just um, start off with how we're going, what's happening in our lives. You start. Oh gosh, okay. Well, my life is just cruising along at the moment. Actually, Chandra and I both did find out a few weeks ago, as we've mentioned before, we are flight attendants. However, we have been flying for the last few months. We did actually find out just last week that we are not flying for the month of February. Um, but that's all good, you know, we don't mind. We will just roll with the punches. We've got other things to keep us busy, like wine and... <laughs> yeah, so we're going to really focus on this and yeah. I'm going to focus on myself. Focus on myself. <laughs> um, although I have, one thing I have been doing lately, which has been really fun, is I've just started up playing women's football and, well, I haven't started playing yet, but we've been doing training and that has been incredible. So that's probably taken up the most of my last week or two, um, just getting, learning how to tackle other girls and kicking footballs. And I'm, I'm absolutely totally uncoordinated, but I'm loving it, you know, giving something new a go, which is my 2021 mantra, you know, try new things. So I'm loving it. And Chandra, what's been happening with you? <clears throat> well, I've had a I don't know. I've had a pretty fun couple of weeks. Um, went to a nude beach Ooh, for the first time. I like that. I have never been to one of those. Oh, it is an experience. <clears throat> so me and my good friend Annalise, we went to the nude beach. Now she is like got the fucking hottest body I've ever seen in my life. Like but you have an incredible rig as well. Oh, I know, right? I know. But you know, being naked next to bloody Annalise, you know. But anyway, so we both get there, and obviously it's a little bit uncomfortable and weird at first. Um, being at a nude beach and there's like naked people walking around. So me and Annalise, we're like kind of chilling in our bathers for a while. And this like butt naked man comes up to us and he's like, are you guys a part of, are you guys going to experience the, the culture of, so obviously this is like a, I, I don't want to call it a cult. Like, I'm not sure what they are, but like, I think that this is like a group oh. that like meet there and like go and be naked together, like nudists. Oh. So he came up and he's obviously part of this mm-hmm. and he was like asking us and we're like, yeah, we're just, yeah, we're just getting comfortable. And then we were like, okay, let's just do it. Rip the bandaid off. So we both get butt naked starkers. And it was one of the most exhilarating and freeing experiences of my life. That is awesome. Yeah. It was really, really fun. And it was just really empowering. Um, It's been a weird aftermath though. Like I've had a few people and like Annalise as well. We've had like people message us about like going to the nude beach. What do you mean? Okay, so I'll just read a DM. Because isn't it a thing when you go to a nude beach, you're like not allowed to have clothes on at all? Like it's almost frowned upon if you go to the nude beach yeah. and you rock up there with bathers on, people are kind of like, mm, go away. Yeah, it was just, it was weird. And, and Annalisa got some messages and so have I. Like what, I got this what? message today saying, 
I hope that you had a great day at Swanbourne Beach. I hope that you can visit our little community beach again. Ooh. I know. And then I kind of went through his profile and he had like a few nudist freeing posts. So he's obviously like part of their little community. I don't know. Are you going to respond to him? Absolutely not. Oh, come on. No, No, I definitely want to go back and I would recommend it to everyone. Go to a nude beach. It's weird at first, but like everyone's naked and your body is your body. It's what you were born in. Like go and do it. It's really freeing and really empowering. Because I think actually in Australia... It is being on a nude beach is not very common. You go to a lots of other countries. I mean, Brazil and all those places. Nudist beaches are everywhere, but it's so it's almost like it's taboo in Australia. There's not many places where you can be nude on the beach. So yeah, and it was really fun. Like, don't get me wrong, I my the inside of my butthole coochie got a nice exfoliant. Ooh. Yeah, I had <laughs> sand in places that I have never had sand before, but they're nice and smooth and exfoliated now, I'll tell you that much. Um but yeah, so that was my experience. Mm. And then dating wise, so the Ooh. guy, the compulsive liar that I mentioned last week, yeah, that's definitely over. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, so that's over over. He is total loser. Like just was using and abusing and just nice person, but just not a, wouldn't consider him like a nice partner to have. Do you think he was using you just to get to the booty, or yeah? But he was being really yeah. So pretty much the last message I sent to him was um, if hi. I, cause he invited, he was like, oh, I'm going to come over to your house. Um, hadn't like properly messaged me in like two days oh. and he had promised that he was going to put in more effort, blah, blah, blah. And then I was kind of just offered. And then he messaged me. He's like, I'm coming over tonight, blah, blah, blah. What? Just was, invites himself over. Yeah. At like eight o'clock at night. I was like, fuck that. Sorry. Um, I don't actually waste my time on people who don't want to pretty much waste their time on me. Um, but and also who just wants to come over when they feel like fucking. So I hope you find someone that does want to do that. But I'm not that gal. Good luck with everything. And then he replied with lol and deleted me. Oh, well, good riddance to bad rubbish. That's all I Moldy can say. Moldy bread. Moldy bread? Moldy exactly, Shantae. Stop eating the moldy bread. Seriously. I know. I know, I know that um, fucking Lauren is listening to this and she's like, Shandrae, I have told you about these boys. <laughs> I've told you once. I've told you a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. Well... So any I, any new ones on the scene? Um, I did go on a date last night with probably the most attractive man I've ever seen in my entire fucking life, yeah. or one of them. And he looked like he was chiseled out of marble and put <gasps> yeah, like delicious. Statue of David kind of like delicious and so nice. Um, Ooh. but I did something very good, and I think you'd be very proud. Oh, tell me. So tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> obviously, like he came over to my house. It was late, and like I made it very clear to him that I was not going to sleep with him. I made that very clear. I was like, look, if this is what you think is going to happen, I'm going to let you know now, because I know that some guys do just want to come over and bang, and it's understandable. Like that's the life now, you know. And, and I think they <laughs> almost think, oh, whole pass. As soon as I, as soon as she says, come over to my house, he just thinks. The deal is sealed. Yeah, exactly. So I made that very clear. Um, he came over. We, like, had a really good laugh. He's really oh, even better looking in person. Oh. Um, super nice. And then, obviously, we're, like, making out. Things were getting a little bit heated. And then I was like, look, when I said that I don't want to, like, as much as I do want to, like, you're probably the hottest person I've ever made out with in my life. But I respect myself enough. And I know – and I feel like what I am and who I am as a person – is 
not free for just for me to give out. My energy is so high right now and me manifesting and my energy is just so incredibly high that I it was trying to explain to him. I was like, I don't want to give out my energy to everyone. Yeah. And I don't think that you've deserved it. And I was very straightforward. And he fucking loved it. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. Chandra. I know. I know. I'm becoming a strong woman. You are so strong and empowered and right now. Daisy, That's let so me tell good. you. It was hard. Yeah. It was I'm, not, really I'm, hard. Not, I'm not surprised, Chandra. Yeah. He was very, very handsome. Very sweet. Very, yeah. Anyway. But, yeah. And he was really respectful. And he was like, no, I completely understand. But I really like that you explained that to me. And blah, blah, blah. And then... Yeah, so I told him, I was like, I don't want to give my energy out to everyone. And I also explained, I'm not sure if you've heard about this, but do you know that girls, when they have sex, they release a hormone that makes them think that they're in love? Oh, I had no, I've I've, I've never. Okay, so we release release like serotonin, oxytocin, whatever. I, I, I need to look up the scientific, but we release this hormone that makes us genuinely think that this is our person we're connecting we're bonding whereas males they release hormones they make them feel regret oh my god and so this is why men get the post-nut clarity yes i've heard of that so this is why men get post-nut clarity is because they have sex with us and they feel regret and it's and it's not their fault it's genuinely who they are like made as humans like that's in their genetics and we feel love so that's why women feel sad and we don't get a text back, blah, blah, blah. And I was just explaining that to him and I was like, I don't want to. He's like, well, just so you know that that's not what this was going to be, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I just told him, I said, well, I'm still, I'm still not interested, you know. Good on you. My and energy needs to be saved. I think men respect respect. So, I mean, men respect confidence in a woman and when a woman stands up for herself and goes, not that that's what you were doing in a sense, but mm. you were like saying, look. This is nice, but this is all it's going to be tonight. Yeah. And I think it sounds like he respected that and was like, nope, that's fair enough, which is what you want in a man. You would never want them to disrespect that comment. So Yeah, and he's been messaging me today like, girls, if you say no, it doesn't mean he's not going to talk to you again. And if he doesn't, then why do you want to be with him? Exactly right. So, exactly. And he's been like messaging me today and it's been fine. Yeah, so I think he wants to see me again, which might happen. I don't know. And then we we don't know what's going to happen, but... Oh, well, positive vibes I'm getting at the moment, so... Yes. Yay! Yeah, very good. Well, Daisy, do you want to talk about the main topic that we wanted to discuss today? Our main topic today, and if you did listen to last week's episode, you will probably know what we're going to talk about, but today we are talking about genitals. (laughs) 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 The taboo topic that we want to just make... A bit more comfortable, you know, be a bit more comfortable with what's going on down there. And Chandra, you came up with the idea for this topic. And I think it's best if we probably tell everyone what sparked this idea in your head to talk about genitals. Okay, so this idea stemmed from me being addicted to TikTok and watching a TikTok. And I scrolled past a TikTok of a man, like, mocking his girlfriend's underwear. Now, girls, I'm sure we all know, I've lived with women my whole life. I know that this is not just me that had this happens to, and obviously not from this TikTok, um, that it colors your underwear. So if you see your underwear or if guys see their girlfriend's underwear being dyed, it's because our vaginas are acidic. And this guy was mocking and saying how gross it was that our vaginas are self-cleaning when their dirty, smelly willies don't actually clean themselves. 
Yeah, no, not okay. We as women, we have periods. We go through a whole monthly cycle. Our vaginas are producing all different liquids, all different fluids throughout that entire month. And it's disgusting that a guy's going to mock his girlfriend for having funny colored underwear when, Jesus, I mean, I know most of us girls have our period underwear and we have our nice fancy underwear. I still have the underwear that I lost my virginity in. Oh my god, Period undies. There's, there's no, unless my underwear are literally disintegrating, I will keep them until they are disintegrating because they are period undies. Yeah, <laughs> you're not going to get your nice ones out when you're having that time of the month. So they're the greatest thing ever. And we should never feel ashamed to be wearing our period undies. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'm sure all of you girls, and I know that when I started like developing womanly things, you know, I was so insecure about this happening to me because mm. I wasn't sure whether this was happening to other women or... Another thing that I'd like to discuss is labias. Okay. So, um, I know that all girls have longer, smaller labias. Now, I'm going to get very, very personal with everyone. Now, I have, like, like longer labias. Like, and I've talked to my, like, gynecologist and about for the, this. For, for those who are a bit more novice, men may be listening, labia, what part of the vagina is that? So, those are the two little flaps. The little flappy flaps. Yes. And they're there to, like, protect your vagina. So, mm. these flaps, um, and I've ta- I was so insecure about them, and I talked to my gynecologist, and I was like, look, I'm really insecure. Like, what do I do? And she's like, honey, yours are one of the most normal ones I've seen. Yeah. And I was so insecure about it. And this lady, who sees vaginas all day long, was like, Honey, I think that yours are perfectly normal and there's absolutely nothing you can change. But in my head, I was so insecure. Now you have Yeah, your I, theory. I actually and I and also I have a similar situation to Chandre. I as well when I was younger thought I had a very odd looking vagina. I I have one one side of my labia is longer and stretchier than the other side is quite short. And I thought, oh my god, I must be like, this is not right. Something's wrong here. Until I realized, and I remember talking to my mum about it one day, and there was this show on TV. I think it was called The Vagina Diaries or something like that. And it was this show was talking about how you, we're women. We can have all different shapes and sizes of vaginas. And no, there is not one normal kind of vagina. You know, everyone's is different. And it was kind of like, oh, a relief. But I remember one time I was talking with my old housemate from probably six years ago. And she was, we were talking about vaginas and sex and everything. And she says to me, Daisy, do you have a burger or a taco? And I'm like, what? What do you mean a burger or a taco? She's like, well, do you have a burger burger vag or a taco vag? I said, oh, she's like, I've got a burger vag. I said, what's a burger vag? She said, well, you know, if you're looking at someone's side on and say they're naked and they're the front of their vagina kind of just sticks out a bit like a like as if it was like a bit of a burger bun shape so it kind of just puffs out a little bit and I was like oh okay no I don't I don't have one of those and she's like well maybe you have a taco and I was like well what's a taco she's like well you know the labia the little flappy bits 
Sometimes they are like inside your vagina more and sometimes they stick out a little bit like lettuce leaves of a taco. And I was like, oh yeah, I have a taco vagina. I've got a taco. And, and I've got both. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so proud of my taco. So be proud of your taco or your burger or whatever you might have. I mean, there might be a spaghetti vagina out there. I don't know. Yeah, but love it. Like, I mean, and... Obviously, porn stars, they get those special, like, surgeries to remove yes. everything. And that's okay. And some of them don't. Some of them are just born with those kinds of vaginas. And that's okay, too. But I do have a funny story about labias. Ooh. You're going to lose oh your God. shit. <laughs> so, um, I, was, <laughs> I was sitting with this guy and he was, like, in his underwear. And he, like, <laughs> he pulls out a little bit of his ball sack to the side okay. of his underwear. Obviously, to, like say this is like a labia okay uh-huh but he's like look i've got a clit oh i know what and like so this man and i kind of knew that he didn't know where the clit was poor boy and i should have stopped and told him but i was just like i thought that the situation was too funny and i almost thought that he was joking so i didn't say anything and i'm like fuck but i never saw him again after that but he genuinely thought he genuinely labia. had no idea so for those men or woman, if you're, I mean, I'm sure you know where your own you would think clit so. is, but it's the little dot above your vagina. I mean, some people have different placements. I'm not sure. I know mm-hmm. where mine sits, mm-hmm. but it's like covered, so semi-covered with a bit of skin and it's just on top of your little hole. Yes. Dot marks the spot. Yes. There well, you once go. Once it's found, it's like a treasure. <laughs> yeah. Treasure yeah. chest. Yeah. Good. But yeah. Uh, so as you all know. Vaginas are self-cleaning and um, that's why we sort of get discharge as well. And that's why we get all these different things happening down there. So never, ever feel insecure about those things or if it gets too dry. Um, one tip, I'm not I'm not a gynecologist. I don't know. But one thing that I've used and I've researched a little bit about this is I use coconut oil when I'm a little bit dry. Oh, Okay. Um, do you want to hear a crazy story, actually? Yes, tell me all the crazy stories. So I am prone to getting thrush. Now, if you don't know what thrush is, it's the worst experience you'll ever go through. Um, mm-hmm. It's when your pH balance in your genitals goes off. Now, usually when I take antibiotics, I have to tell the doctor I'm going to get thrush. Purely because my pH balance just goes all out of whack and it j- my, my, my vagina just can't function. Oh, God. So I get thrush every time. Yeah. So one time I took antibiotics, didn't even think about taking my thrush medicine and I was on a flight, like Mm. a 15-hour Dallas flight. Now, have you had thrush before? I have, yes, yeah. Okay, extremely itchy. Yes. Very uncomfortable. It's just the worst. Very uncomfortable. So I was telling the crew, I was like, I can't handle this. I'm about Mm -hmm. to throw up. This is so (sighs) uncomfortable. Um, And I went and got yogurt. Oh my from God. the business class and put it on my coochie. No! It worked! <laughs> Holy shit! I mean, look, great home remedy. Yeah, it was the older ladies on the flight that told me to do it. Did they actually? Yeah, and it worked. And it just helps, obviously, set the pH balance a bit, a little bit more normal. Thinking about it now, I mean, I've used the creams and everything, so I can imagine just putting some yogurt down there would just be, like, so soothing. You'd be like, oh. And, and it helps with the pH balance. So oh, my God. I was on a 15-hour flight. Like, there was literally nothing I could do. I couldn't go to a store. I couldn't do anything. Like, I was stuck with this issue for 15 hours, and I had to work so 
I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say go to the supermarket and get yogurt and put it on your cooch. But <laughs> if you're stuck in a situation, I mean, if that's your only option, that's your only option. And it bloody worked. you got to do what you got to do in some situations. Yeah. So um, maybe we should talk about willies. <laughs> <laughs> willies. I mean, look, something that we're obviously not willy experts, but we'll, we, we, we'll share what we know, I guess. Yeah. Like circumcised willies. That's always a hot topic. Yeah. Yeah. So... I know a few people in my life um, that have had to get circumcision as an adult because their foreskin was too tight. Yes, yep, I know people as well. Yeah, so their foreskin was too tight, they didn't enjoy sex, and I feel like these people are very self-conscious about their dicks now. Oh, now, after the surgery. Yeah, Ah. yeah, they're very self-conscious because, obviously, personally, from the many dicks that I've seen, probably like three or four of them have been circumcised. So it's not common. I'm not sure about you. Well, I I honestly, this is going to sound bad, but I don't really ever take too much notice of that kind of thing. Like as for me, when I was You don't notice if they've got a (laughs) fucking foreskin. I I just am not really too phased. I'm like, oh, it's a penis. You've seen one, you've seen a hundred. Like they're all the same. I mean, I know they're not all the same, but... I just have never really cared too much. So it's not like I look at a penis and go, oh, that's uncircumcised or that's circumcised. I'm like, eh, it's a willy. Yeah, no, but I do feel like it's very almost intimidating going into an un- like a circumcised dick. And that's only because you're so used to it. And I feel like I'm not sure if girls only go for circumcised, uncircumcised, but I was quite intimidated by it but if Mm. i could just give one recommendation lube 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 it up yeah lube it up girl yeah i guess because you you know when they're not circumcised they've got just that little bit of extra leeway there to kind of yeah not that there's anything wrong because i think uncircumcised penises oh circumcised sorry i keep getting these mixed up circumcised penises are very beautiful too (laughs) (laughs) beautiful no matter what shape or size yes uh, (laughs) yeah and Another thing, size doesn't matter. Absolutely not. No. Honestly, I've had guys with the biggest biggest schlongalongs I've ever seen in my life who couldn't make me come if they tried. And then I've had guys who have had average, medium um, size dicks that made me bloody squirt. So I swear it's the worst myth in sex. Like, size matters. Boys, it doesn't matter. If you know a girl's body enough, you'll be able to please her in all different kinds of ways. So don't ever be worried if your dick might not be as big as the other boys in the footy change rooms or or whatnot because it's not the size, it's how you use it. Yes, it's not the size of the wave, it's the motion of the ocean. (laughs) But also what their mouth do though, (laughs) you know? Yes. So, yeah, that's just like a little bit. So maybe we can discuss some STDs. and STDs is something that I can't say I have too much knowledge about. I've never had one myself. Um, Again, I think when I first hear about STDs, and I've, I've had friends who have had them and whatnot, and I think that there's such a shock when people hear about STDs or friends of mine who have had them. And they don't have enough knowledge to know that most STDs these days are quite treatable. All you do is take a pill for seven days a week and it's gone. But when you first hear about it, you're like, oh my God, I have an STD. It's, you can, it's almost, and like 
it's almost easier to get an STI from like than it is getting the flu at the moment. You know, like it's people think that STIs are such a awful and scary thing, but it's it's so like okay and yeah. if you get one like it's so hard to tell you can get an STI from sucking dick you know like and who's gonna put on a condom when you're sucking someone's dick so I'm not sure am I the only one that doesn't wear condoms when I suck <laughs> dick but I don't but yeah I mean obviously there's some that are worse than others and I haven't really known anyone who have had probably the ones that are a lot more harder to treat but ones like um chlamydia and all of that that gonorrhea gonorrhea they are all manageable. And if you are someone who ever is worried about something going on down there and you're not sure what it could be, whether it's thrush or some some other kind of illness, it's always the best to go and get it checked out because a doctor will be able to tell you in five minutes and you'll have the fix in no time. And it's just so much better to have peace of mind and get it checked. That's all I can say. Yeah, and I also think that if people listening have got an STD or an STI that isn't necessarily treatable, that's okay too, girl or Mm -hmm. boy or they. Like, it is what it is. And you can get through life with anything. Like, there are things that are going to come into your life and I just want everyone to know that it's all good. Like, there are ways you can work around it. Like, I think the most important thing is if you do have an STD that is with you for, you know maybe the rest of your life or whatnot, the most important thing is whenever you do have a sexual partner or a partner in real life, you need to just be honest and open with them. Because Because a lot of people are so understandable. Exactly. People get it these days. There's more education around it. There's ways around it. So, you know, if you do have something that is going to cause you, is going to be around for a while, just be open about it. Yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely think just be open. Like people are so fluid and open with each other these days. Like it might be scary at first if if you hear, like if I had a, a guy come up to me and he's like, I have this and I was like truly in love and I was like, okay, you know what? I can, I can work with this. Like I'm not going to not be with someone because they have. Exactly. It's like, we'll find a way around it. So if you are with the right person, they'll understand. Yeah. So that's our little genital genital topic. talk. Um, if you have any questions or disagree with anything we say, please message us because I love to talk about and I'm very open minded. So Exactly. We are so open to all discussions and we know we're not experts on the topic, but we just want to make you know, make you feel a bit more comfortable about yeah. genitals and what goes on down there, you know? Yeah, we're very open minded. We don't care. Like mm-hmm. if you want to talk to us about stuff, we are very open. We think that everyone's beautiful just the way they are like no matter what you have what you do how your dick looks how your vagina looks whether you've got a taco a burger whatever we love you and we think all dicks and vaginas are beautiful mm-hmm. um okay now the book oh the book so <clears throat> for those of you who are just tuning in and this is the first time you've been listening to us we have a little bit of a book club going on so we are uh, reading about one book a month and so our book of choice this month is called 12 Rules for Life, and it's by Jordan B. Peterson. And so we decided that we would be reading three chapters a week. And so Chandra and I have now read chapters one, two, and three, and we haven't discussed what really our opinions are about it yet. We thought we'd save it for the podcast. And um, yeah, so Chandra. Okay. 
I'm going to be really honest. Sorry, Jordan B. Peterson, if you're ever listening to this, but I didn't like... We'll, we'll start with chapter one. Chapter one. For chapter one, which is called Stand Up Straight With Your so- Shoulders Back. Like, I get that. I'm like, cool, all right, this is going to be a good chapter. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I have used... It's a power play. Mm-hmm. This stand up straight method is a power play and it's really psychological, but it it does give you power. Mm-hmm. So sometimes before an interview, I will literally do a Superman pose yeah. and it will give you confidence. I've heard, I've heard a lot about that method, people doing that kind of thing, and it works. However, <laughs> I think that this first part was very much aimed at masculinity and how being number one is the best hierarchy um and yeah uh, yeah i completely agree with you when i i've already had one argument with maybe two arguments with my partner about this um and i know jordan b peterson bases a lot of his work on facts and um the natural kind of order of life but the first chapter was just so much about male empowerment, you know, and just... Being the bigger is better. Yeah. Stronger is better. Alpha male, like, I just felt as a woman reading it, like, mm, hello, hello, um, what are we? And it just hit... In this first chapter, he talks about lobsters and how lobsters um, kind of fight each other to become the dominant one and how the women lobsters are just there to go and find the... Strongest, strongest lobster. lobster. And it's like, okay, yep, <clears throat> that's a lobster. But... Women are these days being their own lobster, you know. We're being our own male lobster. We're out there. We're fighting for our own rights. So I just felt like, "Mm, hello, ladies are here too, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely felt like this was a way for him to pretty much say. And he very, very much emphasizes on hierarchy. Yes. And I've watched a few interviews about Mm -hmm. this particular and he says that I have a hierarchy because I'm this and this and this and if someone were to say that my hierarchy was lower, I would be intimidated and offended and I just thought that that was absolutely bullshit to be completely honest. And he does link a lot of, he talks about serotonin and everything like the um, uh, how serotonin helps regulate. Yeah, how it's released in your body when you are more of like in the hierarchy kind of thing and and I thought, uh, I'm not I mean, I get that that's fact, but you know, there's some of the most popular, well known people in the world have the most depression in the world. So I just couldn't really relate to that. Yeah, there's I, I've actually got a quote from the book and I've copied this. So it says, He also gets all the girls referring to lobsters. Um it is exceptionally more worthwhile to be successful if you are a lobster and male. Um, and I just thought that that was really semi-offensive. Yeah, I agree. However, um, in this first chapter, I did think he did make some good points. Um, cause he talked, he touched briefly on anxiety and depression. And, um, <clears throat> I thought this is quite interesting and how he spoke about, um, you know, when people have, when his, cause he's a, a psychologist. 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 And when he has clients who have anxiety or depression, he always asks them about their breakfast. And he tells his clients to eat a fat and protein-heavy breakfast as soon as they're awake um, because um, it not, and they ask, he asks for nothing with no simple carbohydrates, no sugars, because they're digested too rapidly, blah, blah, blah. And um, 
basically this whole chapter, which is page 18 in the book. Um, but it talks about how when you eat this kind of food and create yourself into create a routine, it can um, create this positivity kind of loop. And I thought that was very interesting. It's called a positive feedback mm. loop. So you're kind of free teaching your brain to kind of start your day off better. And when you're eating these specific kinds of foods, it's actually naturally helping your body become happier and release those serotonins so that was interesting which is which is scientifical and it yeah but I, I feel like the the first chapter was very scientifical yes and I mean there were a few points as you've mentioned that I like like did agree with like there was a, a few parts that were like very scientifical and very factual that you kind of have to agree with mm-hmm. however we can't necessarily relate ourselves to lobsters. No, exactly. And yeah, I think chapter one for me was just mm. males are dominant, males are dominant. Women are... It just made me feel like as a woman, I was just a bit the weakest species, which, you know, I get that maybe we were once upon a time, but we're really coming into our own at the moment, ladies. So... Yes, baby feminists. Ch- chapter two, which was... What was it, Chandra? Um, treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. So pretty much treat yourself as your neighbor. Yeah. Like he talks about how the first references he use reference he uses is, um, you know, people, even if they are the sickest person in the world, we still don't take all of the medicines we need to. And, and why he asks, why don't we do that? Why aren't we looking after ourselves? When, if we have a sick dog, we'll take him to the vet and give him all of the medications and everything to make him better. And then he just went on for three quarters of the chapter. And I'm, this is just my personal opinion. I am not a religious person, um, but his whole chapter was related to the Bible. And as if he was using the Bible as fact. And I know some people do think it's fact and some people don't. And for me, I'm not too sure. So he just tried to use all of these quotes from Adam and Eve and everything like that as fact. And that just really pissed me off. I agree with Daisy. I grew up in an extremely religious household church every Sunday. Um, and I don't believe in the Bible whatsoever. I hate that people use it as fact because it's fucking not. But anyway, that's my personal opinion. And I agree with Daisy. I think his message to start with was very, very lovely. Like treating yourself like it is very true. We, If we have a friend, I would go and run Daisy you know, medicine, soup, whatever she needed, but would I do it for myself? No, I wouldn't. So I get where he's going in trying to get in this chapter, but I just really didn't like the way he wrote it. And he talks about the the yin and yang symbol and how half of the yin and yang is represented as chaos and the other half is represented as um, uh, order. And he says, and this is straight from the book, chaos is symbolically associated with the feminine. And it's like, okay, and he's ba- and then he says that order is um, is the men. Order is God the Father, the eternal judge, the ledger keeper. Um, and it's just, he says, order is the peacetime army of police men and soldiers. It's just all so masculine. It's like, well, okay, cool. So women are chaos. I mean, I know we cause a bit of trouble, but so do men. Like, hello. And he says it's symbolically associated. It's not, it's not fact. <laughs> yeah, no, he... Yeah, I have a lot of opinion. And I watched a few interviews of him as well and just the way he speaks. Um, He's very male-oriented. He's very 
I think that personally, I think that he's very male. Mm. Like males are top. Women come and follow me to the kitchen, make your sandwiches, clean the house, cook and clean. I am the breadwinner. Where it's not like that anymore. Mm. I do think he makes good points, but... Yes, he makes a lot of good points. And when he's using the facts, I like his writing a lot more. Um, but when he just thinks out of his fucking brain... I know. It doesn't he, work. Yeah, and like the animalistic approach, I'm just not really getting. Um, so, yeah. And look, chapter three was okay. It was quite a small chapter, really. That one was... Um, I have a f- Yeah, I have a few comments about chapter three that I don't agree with. Oh, okay. Yeah, go for it. Well, chapter three, what was the name of that Make one? Make friends with people who want the best for you. Now, yes. that sounds beautiful and it sounds really lovely. So, it's make friends with people who want the best for you, which is what we all want to do. Mm-hmm. However, there are parts of this. I'm not sure if you can disagree with me, but there are parts of this where he mentions that if you're going through... I'm just going to give an example. If you're going through a hard time, like let's say divorce or whatever, and you have a relapse and people are supporting you and being like, you know what, it's okay. We'll do better next time. He says that that's not a friend who is supporting you and getting better. Mm. And I, and I agree with him somewhat, but I also think that as humans, we want to nurture each other. And I think that he's lacking the empathy. Oh yeah. I understand that. It's as if he's thinking like saying that you're the only true friends out there are the ones who are brutally honest. But yes. as human, as as people and women especially, we can't, and men as well, we can't help but sugarcoat things a little bit because we also, like in the previous chapter, we don't want to see our friends hurt. We want the best of them for them. So, yes. And like Daisy can tell me I have the worst taste in men and everyone knows I have the worst taste in men, but she's going to do it in a way that's going to sugarcoat it but also tell me the truth. And I think that that's okay. Yeah. It's Empathy like is okay. If I'm there every day going, well, Chandra, that guy's shit for you. That guy's shit for you. I don't like him. I don't like him. Or if you stop being my friend because I keep going for shit, guys. No, That's what he's intending. Exactly. And it's like, you know, we can't, as friends, we're there to be supportive as well as honest. And you have to find the right balance. So I agree with what you're saying, Chandra, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much the book. That's, yeah, the first three chapters. Honestly, we have both struggled to read these three chapters, especially chapter two for myself. I thought that was really hard. Oh, yeah. Chapter one was just like, was just frustrating. But We're anyway, at- we, I, at the moment, probably wouldn't recommend this book, not going to lie. But if you want to keep reading and maybe disagree with us, tell us what you think. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I've already had an argument, like I said previously, with my partner because he completely disagreed with what I was saying about chapter one. And I mean... I like that it's sparking conversation and I've spoken with my family about it and I know that this is the kind of controversial book that everybody will have a different opinion about and we're only sharing our opinions. We're not stating any facts or anything. We're just telling you what we think about it. My Christian family would be like, oh my God, he is an angel sent from the heavens above, kissed by Jesus, touched (laughs) by the Holy Spirit. But no. Anyway, but okay, so that is the book. That is the book. Let's move on to something a bit more... Oh, you know, um, we know we like our facts, but we also love our Zodiacs. And um, Chandra, I know you're going to be loving this, but we have recently come into what we call Aquarius season. Best season of them all. Yeah, if you couldn't realize, Chandra is an Aquarius, very much an Aquarius. Yes, very aloof, weird, <laughs> free, everything in between. So, you know, it's the season to be free. 
Um, the quote that I, I, of all my zodiacs that I follow on Instagram and everything, and I love this because I think it's a really good month to be doing it. Um, and I think everybody should follow along, but they tell, they tell you in Aquarius season to tap into your individuality, be loud and proud of all your quirks and uniqueness. And I feel like that is, um, a bit of what we like to represent as well. Absolutely. That's who we are as people. And that's who we hope that all of you guys are. Just tap into your uniqueness. Like, yeah. be you. And, yeah, it's Aquarius season, babies. So, all my Aquarius babies. Sending all the love to the birthdays coming up. Yeah, sending all the love. Be your weird, freaky selves, because I know you are. Watch those true crime. Listen to those conspiracy acts, because I know all you motherfuckers do. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, be your weird selves. And I love you, my fellow Aquarians. Ah, oh, love it. All right, well, that's episode two. Yeah. Yeah. Good chats. Good chats. I've loved this. Yeah, that's been a very good, deep and meaningful chats. <laughs> Any questions about the book or genitals, vaginas, dicks, anything you have, message us on our Instagram at Big Dick Energy Podcast. And disagree with us. We like it. Yes. We love to talk about things. We're open-minded. Disagree. We'll be posting the photos of the vino again. And uh, yeah, please hit us up. Send us lots of messages. Sending you all lots of peace, love, and happiness. Peace, love, and happiness. All right, guys. Have a good day, and we love you. Ciao.